This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida. If you've been tuning in lately, you know that we are coming to you from the annual Flagle Conference here in Orlando, Florida. I am Tom Kindred, and I serve as your host of Small Biz Florida. And Flagle is the Florida Association of Government Guaranteed Lenders. So uh, the, the next couple of days are all about small business lending, which is exactly why we're here. Uh, it is so important that small business owners uh, have access to capital uh, to grow and expand their business. The other thing that I always stress for small business owners is that you have a broad uh, range of revenue sources, too. Uh, not going to be successful if that revenue is uh, sources are narrow. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about international trade. Uh, it's an incredibly powerful program uh, that we support at the SBDC. But most important, there is an awful lot of support for international trade through our very close partners and important collaborators, the SBA. So I got a table full of guests here now uh, to talk about uh, international trade. We'll start with Daniel Pache, who serves as the National Director of Trade Finance at the SBA. Daniel, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you, Tom. And then uh, he has with him two of uh, the team members. We've got uh, Sandro Murtas. Sandro, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you for having us. Yep, and we've got Hernan Mayol, uh, and they serve as uh, Export Finance Manager. So welcome to Small Biz Florida, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Uh, Hernan, you're actually a veteran here, so you, you've, yes. you've been here before. Yes, I have. Um, but I'll start, Daniel, with you. Uh, kind of talk to us a little bit. Quick background on yourself, pathway to, to the SBA, uh, and then uh, we'll get into the program. Sure. Thank you, Tom. So um, I joined the SBA in January 2021. I was a commercial lender for approximately 16 years, uh, working a lot with the SBA's export program. So not too long ago, I was on the other side. Uh, so when the opportunity presented to move to Washington and start to work on the policy that's uh, underpinning uh, the SBA's support programs for small business exporters, it was a pretty unique opportunity. Couldn't pass up on it. Um, and, you know, just excited to be at the Flagle Conference. It's, it's interesting that it's my first time at Flagle. I had to live in Florida for many years, leave Florida to go to the to only come back now to Florida to actually be able to attend the conference. Well, good. We're glad you're back. Uh, same question. Um, uh, Sandro, a uh, little bit of background, pathway to SBA. Yes. Um, actually, uh, we share some common experiences. Uh, came from uh, to SBA from the, the SBDC. Uh, was an International Trade Center director and then um, I went to the other side of the trench and uh, joined SBA with the Office of International Trade in different markets. I've been to New, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa, and now Miami. So we're here to work uh, with our partners, such as the SBDC and the banks, to uh, help and assist those small business exporters. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Renee? So thank you for having me. Um, I actually 
uh, been in banking until January of 2022. Uh, so I, I joined just recently. Uh, before that, I worked as in, in several institutions as the head of trade finance for Bank of America for the Southeast, global banking. I ran global banking for Wells Fargo for the state of Florida, and I was a national sales manager for a trade credit insurance company. Uh, and, you know, just happened to bump into these gentlemen and they told me how much fun they were having and I decided to join them. <laughs> I like it. All right, Daniel. So, uh, you know how I feel about this program. We, we talked before we went on. Um, international trade uh, is an incredible opportunity for a business, um, especially if you're in the right segment to, to grow your revenue um, and to build the business. So, uh, talk to us about your program. Absolutely. So... Yeah. I mean, Florida itself is our top market for export finance uh, for SMEs uh, that in Texas kind of right at the top. And I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, obviously, a lot of trade flows through both those markets, Florida, especially uh, Miami being the gateway to Latin America. So very common to find uh, exporters really throughout the state um, in different capacities. You know, about 85% of our export loans at the SBA go to wholesale distributors and manufacturers. So um, with the balance tending to fall within the service sector, uh, engineering, um, uh, you know, a variety of other industries, but you can tell that a lot of it is kind of mainline, you know, CNI business. And for a lot of businesses, regardless of your stage, whether you're early stage or more established, that international trade um, you know, in the Florida context is, is, is a massive part of the local economy, but, to, you know, in, in other parts of the country is also uh, where a lot of businesses look to for, for growth. And as you mentioned at the top of the show where you're talking about revenue diversification, um, it makes for stronger businesses. They employ more, uh, pay is better, they're, whether they're better established businesses because of that diversification, because of the strength that it brings. So, at the Office of International Trade, uh, we are part of the 7A program, which is what when someone's thinking about uh, an SBA loan, that's probably what they're thinking about. Um, so we work, uh, we have three programs that are available, two that I would say are more developmental. One is more trade finance specific. We have the International Trade Loan Program. So that's a term loan product. Uh, it can support everything from fixed asset purchases, so equipment and real estate, up through uh, business acquisition, debt restructuring. We have the Export Express product, which is our swing product, so part of the SBA Ex Express suite, which is a, a smaller dollar but hybrid product, so it can do revolving working capital or it can do term financing, so a very um, strong product for smaller dollar needs. And then we have our flagship, which is the Export Working Capital product. And what that's doing is it's helping uh, a small business who's growing, who maybe gets a large order uh, or needs to establish revolving working capital against their inventory and receivables uh, in the export capacity. So three distinct products all under uh, the SBA's 7A banner. And then I, so I'm in charge of policy, so product design and delivery uh, for the agency on the export side, but also I manage our field staff of export finance managers. So both Sandra and Hernan are actually folks I, I knew before coming to SBA and that I worked with in, in the lender as a lender that they helped, um, Sandro at a time at SBA with Hernan joining this year, helped with me as a lender evaluate an opportunity or would be in a position to meet with a business. And we have 20 export finance managers throughout the country. Wow. Um, most major metro markets, we have, we have coverage in every SBA territory. 
And they're available as a resource to a small business on the ground who might have an export opportunity. Uh, and, and again, all housed out of the Office of International Trade. So I'm on the finance side. We also have a grant program that uh, I'll probably talk about in a little bit, but you know, want to open the floor up for Sandra and Hernan. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I, what I want to know is, give us a give us a scenario of, um, you know, I think I understand that if if you were an exporter or a small manufacturer, you get an opportunity, you get an order. Um, the, the kind of financing that you're providing is is financing that helps me buy the raw materials, build the product, you know do the delivery, you know, uh, follow through with the shipment. Is that, you're, you're basically financing that growth yep. through that export. Yeah, I, I'd say that, that that would broadly fall under what revolving working capital or working capital. Um, it's, it's what allows a business to grow and to scale. Um, if you think about it, without access to working capital, you have your, your existing capital, you have your earnings that you reinvest each year, but it, it can be a constraint, especially as you get a large order. And that's, you know, there's a, there's a lot of demand globally for U.S. product, um, and the the challenge can often be that these orders come in, you know, frankly, larger dollar amounts. So it can be a little intimidating or put a strain on the business. And that's really where the SBA suite and actually the banking sector suite of working capital solutions are there to help the business undertake that order. So our products can support everything from purchase order financing, which would be pre-shipment that you got that order, you need to purchase the raw materials, whether you're in fabrication or distribution, and then ultimately sell the product, offer terms, get paid, to uh, what we would consider post-shipment or revolving working capital, so more of an asset base. So you're basically pooling your receivables, pooling the inventory together, and, and being able to extract liquidity against those assets. That helps you procure more materials, conduct more orders, and, you know, it's interesting because international trade in the global supply chain is probably more there's more awareness of it and it's more relevant you know, today than it even was a year ago. Every small business has experienced disruptions procuring materials, whether raw or finished. Uh, and that's putting you know, massive strain on our supply chain. And that's really where working capital solutions come in to help a business both procure materials and ultimately right. see opportunity through. Okay. So, so Sandro, let me, um, you came out of an SBDC center. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I talked about the international trade program, the specifically the EMP, the export marketing plan. Talk a little bit about the power of that resource for an, a, a company that, that has an opportunity to get involved in international trade. Yes. Uh, information is key for any type of business you're going, you're going to do. Um, the export marketing plan is, is a great tool for the small business to help them identify potential markets and work on strategies with a, a small uh, international spe trade specialist at the SBDC. But it's also key when we're talking about financing because to, uh, to qualify for our programs, uh, there is a requirement for, for example, for a business plan. And it's the business plan is key, not only because they're trying to get a loan, you know, that's a living document that a small business has to have and adapt it to the changes in the marketplace. And uh, that helps also the banks qualify that uh, applicant, uh, potential borrower, for the programs that best fit their needs, especially when we're talking about uh, the international trade loan programs that Dan mentioned, that help, them, that help it, uh, the small business exporter to get the financing to make that information that it has profitable for the business. Nice. So. nice. 
Um, Hernan, you know, one of the things that we, we teach and we talk about when it comes to international trade at the SBDC centers is we talk about the marketplace. And, and I think, and I may be wrong on this stat, correct me if I'm wrong, but we, we talk about how 95% of the market is really outside the U.S. So if you're doing business here, you're really only scratching the surface. It really is the bigger part of the, the, the market is global. Talk a little bit about that as an opportunity for a small manufacturer or small business. Phenomenal. So one of the things that, that uh, the government provides is assistance uh, with information regarding uh, economic data and also market data uh, through trade.gov, which is our, our, our uh, commercial services um, division that, that provides this information. So you, there's so many resources that are available that, that, that the exporters or the potential exporters uh, don't have to pay for, right? These are free services. Um, so I would, I, I would tell people, you know, get informed about your industry, potential for your industry. We sit in the export assistance centers together with the commercial services team and the Exim Bank. So we share information about ways that companies can take advantage of their services to be able to get to know, uh, you know, what the potential markets are. But South Florida uh, uh, and Florida in general, it, it's, it's becoming a hub not only for Latin America traditionally, but also people coming, moving their businesses from the Northeast and also uh, starting to enter the U.S. market. European companies that are starting to enter the U.S. market, they prefer the cosmopolitan <laughs> Miami vibe uh, to, to start a business. So there's there's a, uh, so many activities that happen in Florida where you can, that are not available in other cities, right? That we, we have conferences every week. Um, the Beacon Council, which is in, in South Florida, they, they, they do events. The Miami Chamber of Commerce, which is the uh, second largest chamber of commerce in the nation, they provide events every week. You know, they, and, and these are opportunities that people in Florida can take advantage to, to get market intelligence and opportunities without even stepping outside of the United right. States. So uh, we also obviously provide, provide services through SBDC and, and Enterprise right. Florida uh, to, to help companies that want to uh, go to different markets and, and go to conventions. But right. Florida alone has a plethora of services. And, yeah. and on that line, um, I think it's always uh, very important, you know, uh, when you're living in a city that is a center, for example, for trade shows, international trade shows, think about all the people that come from Latin America to these trade shows. And even though it might, it, it is a great opportunity to make those connections. Sometimes, even if it's not the industry, but you're talking to somebody who's coming on, on a country that you want to focus on, it's a great opportunity and it's very valuable. And again, as Hernan mentioned, doesn't cost most of the trade shows are free to get in yeah and, and 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 to add because it's something interesting miami happens to have outside of washington the largest congregation of con consuls right and and people the people that are the export managers for these countries have uh you know somebody in their in their in the consulates right. that manages trade so that's also another source and and i think one of the things we also talk about is that international trade, um, doing business globally, there's not 
You don't have to go get certified for that. You don't have to have a special license. You don't have to, I mean, this is really open to any small business that's producing, distributing a product that someone wants in another country. Is that also a, an accurate statement? Yeah, and I'd say that, that also includes service and it includes software and technology. And um, Yeah, it, I mean, basically if there's demand for your product here, there's a good chance there's demand in another market and that's where partners like the SBDC network and the commercial service come in to help, you know, evaluate on the front end the opportunity that presents. I mean, there are certain markets that might be more receptive to a product or service than others. And ultimately a strategy that's necessary to enter that market. There are risks. Um, you know, you have payments and country risks. So, you know, it's challenging. But at the same time, I don't think small businesses, you know, shy away from challenge. I think they live it every day. So, you know, the question is how, and there's, there's an entire constellation of services that are available to exporters. They're often spread out, you know, both state, uh, local, federal. So I think a lot of the discussion actually is about, it has to localize, right? International trade is unique to every business, their product, their industry, their markets. Um, and also, this is where I think, you know, the financing side, again, just kind of drawing back to my role at SBA on the financing side, is that that being proactive is, is extremely important. So, you know, we talk about the business plan. So, say they work with the SBDC locally, they, they have a business plan. A lot of times, and I saw this as a lender, and is that you'll, you the opportunity comes up, you got the order, it's ready, now you got to go get financing. Well, that can be tough. Not only does that, you know, put a time time crunch into the situation, but... If you're proactive, whether that's an SBA product or conventional or from Exim Bank, doesn't matter. If if you're proactive in having that framework in place, the business is going to be more successful at that trade show on that trade mission because they know what they can support. And you know, trade credit insurance is an incredibly important part of international trade. Not just what oh what happens when we don't get paid. And trade credit insurance essentially is an insurance policy that'll protect a small business and their lender in the event of non-payment. But it's also a data service. So if you're at a trade show and you're working with a, your discussions with a potential buyer, that insurance policy effectively is your credit. You can establish a credit limit for them really quickly. And when you know that you have those pieces, you can sell more confidently, sell more aggressively, knowing what you can what you can afford, as opposed to I got the order, it's a great opportunity. Now I've got to go figure out what I'm going to do for financing. You know, being proactive being in touch with our lender network. And that's really part of the, also part of the role that our export finance managers in the field play is being that resource, that connective conduit between the insurance world, the finance world, the service world and the SBDC network that we can help um, when those businesses need that sort of introduction. That, that's a lot of our, our functionality in our office. So again, it sounds like to me that even before considering, or at least during that consideration stage, of getting into international trade, they ought to be folks ought to be having a conversation with you guys right up front. And, yeah, and, I mean, I'd say certainly with with the business when the business when you get to the point of needing to plan and having to get to the financing stage, that's that's probably where we're most impactful. Um, you know, a lot of ways that if you think about it, the whether it's an SBA loan or a conventional bank loan, those support growth. So when you're at that point where you're ready to make that turn, and and that's where. You know, we, we can help with the introductions. Finding the right banking partner is incredibly important. Um, and, and, you know, there's I mean, there's some close to 2,000 SBA lenders nationally, um, from community banks up to multinationals. So uh, there's a lot of resources out there. Yeah, but I like, I like the way you phrase that, too, because I think 
it is. I think. I think in this situation, it would. It would be very beneficial and helpful if you found the right banking partner. Some banks just may not understand international trade. Yeah, absolutely. And it may seem risky to them, and uh, it, it may be an, an, uh, you know, an opportunity for a quick and easy, we can't help you. But I think, uh, I, I think really you're a great starting point yeah. to make that connection to the banks that understand yeah, it's, it's, uh, international trade. You know, every bank is running a business. Every business is going to have a focus, and you know, it, you know, especially at the community banking level. My background's in community banking. I mean, it's it's not to say that every bank is going to have a large international department, but some do, and obviously there are banks who specialize in it. So, you know, every business goes through growth patterns, right? Whether that's their accounting and needing to upgrade their accounting services, and then needing more intricate financial statements because they're needing larger credit facilities. The same is true on the banking side. I mean, the hope is that obviously you can find one, stay with them. You know, it's a good relationship. And it's not to say it's a bad relationship, but ultimately there are times where the business's needs change and you have to make sure you have the partner that can meet your need, period. Nice. How does one find you, gentlemen? How does one connect to this service? So uh, I'd say the... Some of the best places, obviously, sba.gov website, we're you know, slash international. So we're the Office of International Trade. Uh, you can search that. It's pretty uh, straightforward. We have a LinkedIn spotlight page, um, newsletter. So there's a lot of resources available, you know, on the SBA's website. Um, you know, and, and that's probably the best way to connect. I mean, link, in okay. a lot of ways, LinkedIn is now the, the public square for interacting with financial professionals. So we're all pretty active on there. Okay. Yeah. And our, yeah. I'd like to add, obviously... Um, these resources, most of them are free, right? Taxpayer dollars being put to good use. Yeah, so good point. This is, uh, this is important. People do not look at these opportunities uh, that much. Uh, and there's, you know, uh, we, for the international programs, yes, the banks pay a very, very small fee to receive the guarantees. But the exporter, you know, most of the services are, are free. And... Um you know, as I've, as I've pointed out a couple times, you know, I really uh, love this program. It's, it's probably one of the most powerful, uh, you know, programs that we provide, assistance programs through the SBDC. And recently, I, I think the Florida Network received some additional funding yeah. uh, called the STEP program to enhance yeah. what's already a really powerful program. Talk a little bit about yeah. so, the STEP grant. So the State Trade Expansion Program, or STEP. So we work in government. Everything has to be a nice acronym. That's right. So it's a, it just hit its 10th anniversary. Um, it is a grant program that helps SMEs offset some of the costs associated with exporting. It's, it's a, a great partnership between the SBA and... Uh, our partners at the at the state level. Uh, so with the new year that was just announced, uh, we have 48 states and four territories in. So it's actually the highest participation rate in the program in many years. And, and that includes Florida through the Florida SBDC network joining in step. Uh, and, and essentially what that's going to provide to SMEs in Florida we're expanding internationally as options to help offset some of those initial costs and, and really catalyze the the export journey. Our associate administrator, Gabriel Esparza, just testified in both the House and Senate this week on the STEP pr program and its reauthorization. And, you know, I I guess being that he's my boss, I tuned in, listened, and we, we worked through the prep that, you know, both, side, both sides of, of the aisle in, in both committees pointed out how effective the STEP grant program is, how strong the ROI is. And really how important it is to support America's small businesses who are starting on their international journey. And, and really, STEP is 
step is the catalyst. You know, in our, our export finance programs, the SBA's broader loan programs, those those are after the point. But I think step is really there on the front end to get businesses pointed in the right direction. Nice. Yep. We're very excited. I know that our state director, Greg Britton, is uh, yep. has begun to roll the the initial information out to the to the SBDC network across the state of Florida. So everyone's very excited about the yeah, we are about too. the opportunity. Absolutely, uh, gentlemen. Again, we appreciate it. I cannot say enough again about the the assistance in general from the SBA. I encourage every small business owner to to go to that SBA.gov page, look at the resources, and and leverage and use those resources from the SBA. Uh, specifically in that international trade. If there's if there's an opportunity for you to get involved in international trade, as we've talked here in this segment, it's a, it's a potential great uh, revenue enhancer. Absolutely. Yes. All right, gentlemen, we appreciate it. We've got Daniel Pache, the National Director of Trade Finance. Uh, we've got uh, Hernan Mayol, and we've got Sandro uh, Murtas, uh, who serve as Export Finance uh, uh, Specialist with the SBA. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. And um, <clears throat> this is Small Biz Florida coming to you from the Flagle Conference here in Orlando. And uh, don't go anywhere because there's a whole lot more to come uh, from Flagle. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.